Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. My name is Joe, Parkscope Joe on Twitter. And uh, joining us today, we have Nick. Nick, say hey. Hey, how's it going, Joe? It's going pretty well. How are you doing, Georgia? I'm good. Hoping the Falcons will actually pull it out tonight. Yeah. Am I allowed to mention where you're living? I forget. I'm sorry. I didn't want to like just... <laughs> I don't care. You don't good care? Okay, fine, great. <laughs> I don't want to... It's a real... big state. Yeah, that, that is I was going to say, Georgia's a pretty big place. I don't think they're going to be able Georgia's to drive pretty, it down. Yeah, there's, just, there's two parts the of Georgia. There's Atlanta, and then there's the suburbs of Atlanta. Um, and uh, South Georgia. We're, we're different. We're special down here. Oh, well, now you're, now you're limiting yourself. So. <laughs> ah, we're below the net line. That's a lot of space. Okay. Cool. Um, after, uh, okay, anyway, uh, next we have Mike. Mike, how you doing? Doing great here in undefeated... Uh, New Orleans Saints territory. Very nice. Down in Louisiana. Very, very nice. Um, Come Luge, everyone. Yeah. And then last but not least, uh, we got Sean. Sean, how you doing? Doing all right. Stayed home from work today, so that's always fun. Played very some video fun. games, you know. Things happen. Grown-up stuff. I, did, I got home from a wedding at like 3 o'clock in the morning last night, so... Oh wow! You stayed out that late? I mean, I went to bed before we got back, so I didn't know. So it wasn't that late. It was like one forty-five, but still. <laughs> so you got back at three, but it wasn't three. It was an hour and fifteen minutes before three. Hyperbole, Listen, everyone. You just rounded up, that. right? <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> Round up by the hour, and then the additional fifteen minutes. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, well, you guys, we got some good. Uh, uh, have a good podcast for you tonight. Um, we're going to start off tonight with a diagonal. Whoops. Someone's going to mention anything? Sorry? I was going quick. No, you said hopefully. Hopefully, yes, hopefully. <laughs> We're not going to make any promises. We won't make any but, promises. You know, that's that's the we'll unprofessional try. part of our uh, podcast title. Um, <laughs> at least at least the past two minutes will be entertaining. We'll say that at least. Um, we'll start off tonight with the uh, Diagon Alley photos. Uh, I forget the exact guy's name. My apologies. Uh, is it? Yeah, Bob Wad at uh, Orlando United. Uh, rented out a charter helicopter and took photos of the Diagon Alley expansion and Hogwarts Express expansion. Uh, we're going to give this over to Mike to cover since we've been discussing it a little bit before the podcast, but we just decided to cut off a little early and uh, cover it during the podcast when we're actually recording. So, uh, Mike, do you want to take this away? Yes. Um, I guess it was uh, Saturday they went up in the helicopter. It was Bob, Disney Head, and... Uh, a few others from Orlando United. They took a collection up and took a helicopter and rode around the uh, skies above Universal for about 20 to 30 minutes. And they got some really great pictures. Uh, three of them had cameras, so they were able to get every angle pretty much and finally getting to see some things that we weren't able to see before and some things that weren't clear from the foundation permits and layouts. Um, I guess... Uh, one of the big things you see when you look at these pictures is, um, and we'll put the link in the show notes, I suppose, is that there's this gigantic metal, metal bridge spanning from one corner of the expansion to the top of the leaky cauldron. And it's just this weird shaped, just out of place overhang. And uh, we're not really quite sure what it's for just yet. Some people think it's for just for construction. Some say it's a team member walkway. Um, in the concept art, there was an overhang, but not this big. It was just kind of put off to one side, um, which is we, was said to be like a shade cue for Ollivanders. 
So I guess time will tell what it is, but it doesn't seem like it's something that's meant to be there unless they're going to do a lot of work to it. And uh, what do you all think? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> yeah. Crickets. Well, you're just so passionate about it beforehand. We thought you were going to go on longer. Um, well, I mean, I thought, we were, I thought you were going to rant a little bit. Well, <laughs> we can still rant about it. Yeah. I, you're, you're just being a good. I don't have a problem with it being on the side where it is in the concept art. I mean, I had kind of made peace with that, and it was good to have a little shade area. You kind of have a little shade area in, in the Hogsmeade space, which is like under the Owlery, that area. It's necessary to have a, a, a shaded common area, but to cover up the main street especially when you would first walk in and you would see this gigantic steel structure above your head. It just seems like it would not be good for what they're going for. But I mean, I trust the people in charge and I trust Warner Brothers and Stuart Craig and J.K. Rowling to get the vision right. But it just seems when you walk through that magical opening and you're looking down the main stretch of Diagon Alley towards Gringotts, you don't want to see this gigantic ominous structure above your head. And it seems like it, would, it really would just cut into your view, and it would it would be in this area between Ollivanders and Weasley's Wizard of Weezes, and it's just like this, I don't know. I can't wrap my head around how it would work in real life if it stays as is. And I don't know. It just didn't seem like the team member walkway doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I guess we'll talk in a few minutes about how there's there's now a backstage area between King's Cross and the Leaky Building. Like it does, it's not necessary for this overpass. I, I don't think they need it to be that big for a shaded structure. You think you'd have something lower. So I really don't know what to make of it. Yeah, but it, 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 it does get to me a little bit. It's a little bit of an annoyance to me. And you look at these pictures, and a lot of the buildings are so far along and theming, and you see the shapes taking place, and there's all these wonky, crazy wizard angles, how the wizarding buildings are so crazy. And you got this this very square, angular, corrugated metal structure with this weird staircase at the end, and it goes to nowhere, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, looking at it for me, it, it does look like construction-related. Um, when you compare where this is located and the shape of it to what's in the uh, concept art, it's located uh, closer to the uh, water than what's in the concept art. Because if you look at the concept art, you can see that it's uh, located behind uh, the rows of buildings, not adjacent to it, and cutting right through the middle. Um, mm -hmm. And also, it just looks temporary. It doesn't look like it fits anything else. Um, it doesn't look like there's any uh, permanent structures or any permanent uh, scaffolding to hold it up. And I just, I, I think, I, I really just don't know what it's for, but it seems for construction or some other thing like that. I just can't see it uh, staying there. It's, it's massive. I mean, it is. If it does stay, it's going to throw everything out of whack, perspective-wise, because it's just big. This big, blocky structure. <sighs> but Sean doesn't care. No, I trust him. <laughs> it's not that I don't care. But even if it is permanent, I trust it. Whatever's gonna, Whatever they're going to do with it, I trust it's going to be fine. It's not that I don't care. I just, I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> You've come to peace with it. Perhaps. Nick. I don't know what they could possibly do with it, but I'm not too worried about it at this point in time. If um, they start, I, the theming starts to get in and it still looks like crap, then maybe I'll start to worry. But 
as of right now, I'm just I'm worried about the Sinbad building way, way more than I'm worried about the bridge to nowhere. Well, we're getting to that soon, so <laughs> <laughs> we actually have to worry about the bridge to nowhere right now because that's what we're discussing. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts? There was three things that came to mind when I saw it. Besides that, it's crap, and I don't understand what the heck it's doing up there. Um, the first thing was that maybe it was like an emergency evacuation from an upstairs over there that they have to have something because of, you know, I don't know, OSHA regulations and all that stuff to get people from upstairs out of that building quickly. Or that it might be actually setting up a little courtyard area where you go and you touch the bricks and open it up. Or it's just temporary for construction. Or it's a trough for a very big cow. I don't really know what it is. <laughs> a very big swill. I don't know. It got me on that one. <laughs> I, mean, it just, I don't know what it is. It doesn't match anything in the concept art, and it looks awkward, and it doesn't look right. And, yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait. Any, any last thoughts, Mike, on it? For closure, for your own sake? I think the more I talk about it, the more I'm making peace with the fact that it's just temporary. Because I, I just don't see how it's going to stay. Yeah. Um, but as far as the other pictures are, they really, they're really far along. Probably further along than you would think from what we've seen before. And a lot of the buildings behind the walls already have bricks on them. You can see in the latest photo updates from the park that Grimwald is getting its fake bricks and they're using the same technique that they used first on Duff Gardens. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that was really a, done on purpose. Yeah, it was like a test. Yeah, it was like a test. Yeah, I sure think somebody was. even had said back then that it was a, a test for something to come. And it, it's very convincing. Sure I know some people think they should be using real bricks, but that's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But um, the one thing that stood out besides the gigantic, massive, weird, wonky bridge is the fact that it looks like Nocturne Alley is a completely indoor environment, which is really cool. And they'll be able to control the lighting and make it very moody and ominous when you're walking through. <clears throat> and it's uh, the building itself where you think it's going to be located is raised up above the main leaky complex. So it looks like it's going to be pretty substantial, cool, the environment. And you get to see what it's going to look like on the interior. Yeah, yeah where is I'm, that? I'm interested to see if it's going to be. Uh... Sorry, you go, Sean. It's um, trying to get my, my compass directions down. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the photos, and I can't really figure out where it's, it's at. It's in the middle. Oh, it's, it's in the middle? Yeah, it's almost directly area. in the middle. Yeah. And what we had originally thought was that Nocturne Alley was kind of in between the leaky complex and the tunnel to go towards nine and three quarters. But that's looking now like it's just a backstage area. It's unthemed. There's no indication that it's ever going to be themed it's just flat walls back there now whereas the rest of the area is covered in scaffolding and and weird angular steel structures yeah so that that's looking that's gonna be backstage which it's another reason why the the walkway makes no sense and if you were gonna have an emergency exit you would think it'd be back there as well Mm -hmm. but when you look at the construction pictures where we think nocturnality is it's it's raised up above the area so which means you're gonna have like realized sets inside with like a, a ceiling lighting, kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean, I suppose. Yeah, or like Mexico. Yeah. In um, World Showcase. Yeah, I'm still trying to find where this is located. You know what I noticed? I j- and I. Is this? I'm sorry. You go, Sean. 
Um, have you noticed the back Grimald is just open? Mm-hmm. You think that's yeah. just for like working purposes, or no? I think they just don't ever plan on doing anything with it. The other areas are, are being. But aren't you going to be but... walking back that? Isn't that like? Isn't there supposed well, to be another exit back that way? I don't know if you were on your trip or not, but somebody pointed out that they're building a retaining wall, or they built a retaining wall back there. So it's like they're like going to build like, the berm. Yeah, there's okay. a concrete. I'm wall looking at a, right up next to it. I'm looking at a wall right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that wall's the been pictures. there forever, um, and nobody ever really thought to say that it was a retaining wall up until Teven pointed it out. You never once in a while he's good for something like that <clears throat> when he's not complaining about bricks and construction techniques. But yeah, so the the, the thought that it's going to be like a berm, berm back there, and okay. landscaping. But I, I'm not quite sure how it's going to block out the Green God Show building. But that's a whole other discussion entirely. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that show building is massive. visible. That's I'm, it, I'm not overly worried about that yet, but the um, and it, and it's, it's it has totally more beyond back on it than I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's totally beyond any other complaint that you could have about the Hogwarts building. I mean, this one is in your yeah, face. The big HVAC systems, like you said, and there's just it's there. And if they don't have any other plan for it, it's weird because. They could have done anything. This was a blank slate they had here, so there was no reason to leave that open if they're not if they are going to. You could have worked some buildings out to be better. You could have moved Grimaldo over a little bit because there's no reason to have it all compact if you're not going to put something over in that corner. Yeah, I just it looks we'll like see. when when you're inside, it looks like you're not going to be able to tell there's a show building there based on what they're doing, but outside... Yeah, when you're inside the land itself, you won't be able to see it, but when you're in the studios, it's like, boom. Yeah. Like, look yeah, at my silver right. HVAC. See, I think when, when you're all it'll take is like... Go ahead, Sean. All I think is just stick a bunch of trees back there. It'll block it enough. Yeah. I think the, the, the Hot War show building would be a lot better if there was trees around it but the problem is it's all backstage area right next to it so they can't put trees there yeah yeah and another thought i have yeah, is well, maybe was they're not was... going they're gonna they're gonna close off that area between fear factor like in that bathroom right there and just kind of make it where you can't walk that way anymore so yeah. i thought i had but i don't know if that would really solve anything yeah what were we gonna say nick i was just gonna say what sean said that going from men in black towards where entity used to be as you're walking past Fear Factor, it's, it's really visible, but it wouldn't take a whole lot, I don't think, to block it out. Just some trees and some shrubs, and I think it'd be blocked out. Paint it green, put some trees in front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it looks like from the uh, – if uh, on the side of um, uh, uh, the Gringotts show building is a small little uh, one-story stage. building. Yeah, it looks like a oh. stage or a uh, – it's it's behind the scenes, so I I think it's a um a, a queue perhaps an additional queue an outdoor queue or something I'm not sure, but oh well, I don't I don't know what you're talking about but there is a little stage where the overhang is in the concept art it's like a little thing okay and Mike Aiello's working on a show for that area according to his LinkedIn so interesting well that's that's good because he's pretty he, good he, at that. he's a, he's responsible for the Frog Choir and the Triwizard shows at Hogsmeade. American Werewolf in London, the stage show. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's going to that's gonna get approval real quick. 
<clears throat> There's werewolves in Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, did the I movie come? The weird thing about Grimald is the um the very top of the roof. Those yellow things only come down like a few feet. They don't go all the way down. Yeah. So that area is not meant to be seen. And what they yeah. do with it, who knows? But maybe you can only see that from the sky. Um, but yeah, looking at the rest of the pictures, it's it's incredible. And the main drag of Diagon Alley really matches the concept art, which we thought maybe they were just putting random buildings in the painting. If you look at the windows from the aerial pictures and you compare it, it's pretty much what's in the it's concept like exactly art. The so, yeah, it, I can't wait to walk through this. It's, it looks <laughs> very authentic, except for this. You know what it's going to be though? Bearing structure. It is going to be hot as crap in that land. That is going to be the <laughs> no. hottest land in the world. Uh, not the streets necessarily. Are so t- the streets are so tight and the buildings are so tall over you. It's going to trap heat like like nobody's business. Oh. It is going to be See, so hot. See, when the air conditioner comes out the shops, it'll be stuck in there. It'll be fun. Well, they <laughs> better have an air conditioner up to like freezing temp- temperatures because it's going to be it's going to be hot, especially in that main drag. It's yeah. Hot. Yeah, I think what they learned from uh, from Hogsmeade is that those bricks get really, really hot. So I wouldn't be surprised if they made just splurge and kind of do water cooling in the bricks, maybe just to keep the temperature down. I don't know, but I just feel like they're gonna have they're gonna try and cool this down as much as possible. Because unlike a Hogsmeade, it's actually surrounded pretty much. Yeah. It looks a lot tighter than Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade's already really hot, so it's gonna. It wouldn't surprise me if it's not stifling, suffocating hot in there. About late August, when the humidity's jacked up and it's like 110 degrees with 100% humidity. <laughs> so this is Universal trying to pat, uh, push the uh, staying out of resort, so you can get inside early before you die of heat exhaustion. <laughs> <coughs> All right. So moving down to the South Station side, um, where Hogsmeade Station is. Um, hey, can I? Sorry. Can I just say one thing? There is so much space between the those facades and the waterfront. Yes, like, yeah. The I didn't think there was that much space, especially when you see the walls and like see how big the buildings are when you're next to the walls. There's mm-hmm. like it's huge. I yeah, guess it's they're nice ready for those. Put a, well, they're gonna have a park out there to, uh, to get into the lands. Oh, we're having trouble here. Yeah, I'm our, just waiting for the yeah, stan- gonna- the stanchions there. Going back and forth, yeah. back and forth, waiting to get yep. to the bricks. Yeah, what were we going to say, Mike? <laughs> yep. Well, they have a lot of space out there to make a nice pretty park and then to put the night bus and this, the fountain. It's really nice. It's going to add a really nice area that, that the park needs, you know, with yeah, some be, shade, hopefully, and some aesthetic qualities. Yeah. It's going to be nice in September when nobody's there, but when it's full of crowds and you're waiting to get into that land, it's going <laughs> to <it's gonna> suck. <laughs> I guess that's why the next you don't thing. go. That's why you don't go yeah. in the summer. Yeah, I guess one, one pro qu- tip: don't go during the summer. Yeah, pro tip: don't go during the summer. I guess one question I do have um, is: what uh, are they going to? Before we head out into the South Station, are they going to make you guys make us go through the 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 tapping of the bricks, or is it going to be open? Or what? What are, what are your thoughts? I don't think on? you're going to have to tap it, but there's definitely going to be a show. Mm-hmm. You're definitely going to have to wait to get into it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a thing where they they take maybe like fifty people at a time to go through. And it won't be; a, it probably will be a much shorter show than the uh, than the um hot than the the, the, the the Ollivander show. So probably would be a higher capacity. 
I mean, and there may it'll even be, be two high, it'll entrances. be relatively high capacity, but yeah, I, I don't know. I still don't know if they're going to actually do a show to get in. I just can't see it. They are. The, I guarantee. In the they foundation do. plans, it kind of suggested that there was that there were two loading areas. So who knows? Huh. Right. In the in the early plans, it kind of looked like there was two areas to go through. Interesting. So we'll see. Remember, J.K. does not care about capacity. That's true. That's she very wants true. It, she wants it off. Those sh- like just think about those shops. They're they were not built with capacity in mind. They were they were built for authenticity. And if she says, "I want people seeing those bricks moving before they go into the into Diagon Alley," that's the way it's going to be. Okay. That yeah, I mean yeah. Whatever uh, J.K. wants, J.K. gets. Yeah. I'll uh. Hopefully somebody will get to ask this someday. I'd like to understand the choices of the the waterfront facades and kind of what the thought process was. And yeah, I don't know. You you media whores out there, whenever you get a chance to go to an event, please ask Woodbury or somebody the decision to put the Wyndham Theater there and the and real King, the, King's Cross instead of yeah. St. Pancras like, like the movie uh, shows. Yeah. And then the the entrance to the land, I, I, I that'd be something I'd be interested in. Nobody will probably ask ever. No, <laughs> no, they won't. Okay, Mike. They'll all ask us? the same question about why did you put another dragon in a ride or something? Not even that's that's ask giving them too much credit. I'll ask about asking how they pick the flavors for the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> how many flavors Please. of ice cream did you test? Da da da. <laughs> okay, Mike, do you want to take us to the Southside Station before we just completely lose our uh, <laughs> lose the track of we're, thought right now? No, we're doing good. We're, we're doing, doing good? good. Okay. Yeah, some people want to hear what we think about Harry Potter. That's what they listen to us for. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they pay <laughs> us they, no money for. If they listen to us for any reason, it's that. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, everyone. We're here for you. Um, South Station... Like I've said on a few other podcasts, and I think we said on Universal Now and maybe an early episode of Park Scope, is that this, this station's kind of a, a big question mark for a lot of us. We don't know Sorry. what it's going to look like, sort of. Um, it, it seems kind of like it's going to be a hybrid of what's there in Hogsmeade now, and then Lord knows what else. It seems to suggest that it's kind of be open-aired. If you look at some of the aerial pictures, it's kind of like an overhang over where you would load. But it seems like you'll be able to see outside, sort of. And Hate to Fly from Orlando United's kind of described it as a, a very woodsy and um, stone. Um, um, what would you call that? I don't Station, know. Um, load platform setting? No. Like, what would you call that look? But anyway, Gothic. so I guess we'll end up seeing what it looks um, rustic. Rustic. Very rustic right. station. Um, uh, hopefully you'll be able to see Dragon Challenge from it, but who knows. Um, so, South Station, this is where Sean will get riled up. It's right up against Sinbad. And if you look at the pictures, it's, when you walk up to it, I don't know how you're not going to see Sinbad. Um, the very far corner of Sinbad's in your face mm-hmm. as soon as you walk up to the station. You are yeah. and if, right when I was there in August... You, bunghole. Yeah. Thanks for that Just information. When I was right August, in that, and I, <laughs> when I saw Sinbad, when you look to your left, when you're inside Sinbad, you see Hogsmeade Station. Like it's it's right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I mean, it looks like they're going to be playing with the height a little bit with the dirt and the grade. And this looks like there's kind of a tunnel. Maybe I think that tunnel might be an exit tunnel. I think that's the. I was about to mention. I think that's the exit tunnel, and I think that the uh, the way on the right, and in addition to that, the uh, kind of circular area. That's that's um, that's a stroller parking. You think that's stroller Mm -hmm. parking? Yeah, Yeah, I was wondering maybe it was uh, ticketing or whatever that they're talking about doing. You could see though. There's there's a I kind of. I texted Sean about this. There's some foundations yeah. in the ground right there in between Hogsmeade and the station. And it, that looks kind of like where you would have a um, turnstile area. Turnstile. Okay. So then you'd you'd exit the land, you'd exit the park officially, but you couldn't get back in unless you had the Isles of Adventure ticket then, I assume? Yeah. Okay. I think that tunnel is... Down below, where that like the the retaining wall is, I think that's ma- a maintenance entrance. Really, I don't think that's an entrance or an exit or entrance for riders. I think your both en- e- uh, exit and entrance will both be at that front, like where it looks like there's stairs going up into it. Yeah, no, I see that. Um, I got uh, another question. I guess because if you're going Sorry. if you're going down, you're going down towards like the the cable motor that's going to be pulling and pushing these cars. Mm. Okay. That's what's on the But you would think that would backstage, Sean, like kind of back behind station. It also might be a entrance for backstage because I think they might like for, I don't know, supplies or, you know, when they do a, uh, if they need an ambulance to be rushed up, I don't know. Possibly. Well, I think I'm going to go on record saying it's an exit from the train. Yeah, I think it's an exit too, just from the way that it's all laid out. If you look at the way it's going in between the blue and the red dragon, the motor would be tucked up more inside there. This leads more directly up into where the station is. If you look at the back view of it, yeah. So I, I think that you would. Mm, I don't know. I think it's way too low. Okay. Well, you're going to be going pretty far down if that's an exit. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the idea is that you'd exit and then go down instead of exit. I mean, obviously the idea is that when you're entering, you want to get the view of the station. Otherwise, if you're exiting from that. you're going to walk through the front there. Yeah, you want to go through the front, see it, instead of exiting because then that kind of defeats the purpose of, you know, having it up there. But the exit could come down below, kind of like the Haunted Mansion. Kind of like that. But if idea. you're but if you're exiting from Diagon Alley, you're not going to see the building then. Yeah, that's true. But if you <laughs> but if you go back, you, they don't want you to see the building, Sean. They want you to think that the train in Hogsmeade is the train that you just got off of. Yeah, that's very true there too. Yeah, but who says you're going to be able to see the the train ex- or right. engine when you get off? Well, that's a whole other topic for. <laughs> That's a whole nother segue we can get into. We'll talk about that this time next year after we've all been. Yeah. Um, I, got, I, I guess my next question is, I don't know if we've covered this or not, but are we, do you need the two-park ticket? Question mark? Again, I'll, t- I'll tell you this Nobody time knows. next year. You, <laughs> Nobody knows yet? Nobody knows. I'm still betting no. that you don't. I'll say right now. I think the no, I, I agree. You're, you'll be able to do something where you won't have to have a two-park ticket to ride. They'll, but, be, they'll be more than happy to upsell you. You're, yeah, and you're probably yeah. going to have to wait in, like, four hours worth of line for a back-and-forth trip. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll have to ride it over. Yeah, you'll ride it over. You'll have to get off, get back in line, and wait in line to go back. back. 
Yeah, that's why that uh, looks like that ticketing station. I see the foundations now are so far out because it looks yeah. like you know yeah. you have to go through that and then get in. So I, it, it looks like there's a nice little court, courtyard area where they can have staging and stuff like that where you have to go through that way. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's my thoughts too. That's always been my thoughts. Um, next about uh, the, the train itself. Um, previously we thought that the train would be facing towards the south side station and then towards Hogsmeade when it came in. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I'm starting to wonder if that's actually going to happen. or I don't know what to think. But it's obvious we're going to see the train. I mean, that much is clear because they, they built locomotives that yeah. look just like the train. So mm-hmm. you're going to see them at some point because they spent a lot of money on it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the issue that I came up with was that when, it, when you see the, uh, the openings from the tracks from the uh, uh, Diagon Alley station entrance and then you look at the Hogsmeade mm-hmm. station, there's this little overhang at the, sta- at the uh, Hogsmeade station. That looks to be significantly shorter than the one at um, Diagon Alley. So I'm wondering if possibly using whatever kind of trickery and kind of confusing where you are in the actual land itself, trying to convince you that the, the track that fa- that uh, the train's actually going to face Gringotts, and that somehow you're going to think that you're going to be moving that way, and somehow you don't move that way. Either you uh, accelerate at a different speed or what have you not. And the, st- and the train actually stays out, doesn't go into the uh, Hogsmeade station. Instead, it just stays out of it because um, it doesn't look like there's enough overhang. But that's just me looking at this. So what are your guys' thoughts? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm, th- I'm honestly thinking you may never see the locomotive from a station. Really? <laughs> Even though they built it? Yeah. Yep. Uh I think you'll see it, see it at King's Cross, but I don't think you'll see it at Hogsmeade. Yeah, I, you have to see it at King's Cross. There's, yeah, you just yeah. have to. You have to see it because it's the movie style presentation, and it's actually. But if it's if Joe, if it's facing the way you think it will, that makes no sense. Yeah, but <laughs> no, no, and I agree with you. That doesn't make any sense. But you have to remember, we're visit, we're looking at this from above. When you go into that queue line and you get turned around and everything, but, even if the station's you're not still going to be out, moving the same way. If you see you're, if you see the locomotive, and you say, "Okay, it's pointing that way," and then you start moving the other way, that's yeah. going to confuse. No, me. I completely agree that that could be an issue. But <laughs> if if they accelerate at a at a rate that's slower than going that, you know, then you can notice. Or again, if you, how you board, you can't tell exactly where you're sitting or how you're sitting, then that's a different situation. But I mean, again, we just don't know. It's just an idea and thought I had once I looked at this. I'm, I'm sticking with what we know. thought before. I'm thinking that both trains are facing Islands of Adventure, and that's how it is. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. You're gonna see the train. That's the at, only way it makes sense. At King's Cross, you're gonna see it. There's no doubt in my mind. And that that station, oh. nine and three quarters, is much larger than. Um, oh, it's gigantic. Hogsmeade. But yeah. I think that might be because that's yeah. where the the maintenance bay is too. Maybe. That's possible. That's what another reason why I was looking at is that that's just a massive station. So, got me on that. But yeah, you'll, it's gonna be really weird when you're in Universal Studios and you're in the line for Twister, or you're just walking through New York and you see a train going backwards. Yeah, from Inn Park. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do about that. They gotta do something though. 
They're they just, I don't think so. Fencing or something. Who knows? I don't think so. I think it'd be fine. Yeah. Who knows? Um, have we sufficiently covered Sinbad, you guys? Or are we going to obsess about that some more? Knock it down. Well, yeah. I wish they'd just tear it down. <laughs> be done think- with it. I think what you'll see is they've kind of done this with some of the Lost Continent buildings already on that side where they've kind of um, grinded off the theming and it's just like a blank um, piece of concrete. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably do that and they'll do like the Hogsmeade brick pattern or who knows, a shrieking shack just, in the corner there to where you can't I see what was there before. It, Mm-hmm. Not only not only do you exit right into the back of the building, but then there's more Lost Continent buildings right near where you'll be entering. I don't know, man. I don't get yeah. it. I, I don't know why they're holding on to that space, but neither do I. It's they all going to be Potter eventually. I mean, maybe they're just waiting until the, after the, the first of the year when all the crowds are still there and just going to tear down a bunch of stuff and do a bunch of construction in that front area and say, hey, go through Jurassic Park. I mean... We'll see. Well, the, they're gonna have to close down that area. You're right, because they're gonna have to work on that the entrance area the games right there. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's all going away for a nice entrance courtyard. So, yeah, they're gonna have to use the bridge, the other bridge. Like, so you know. that's a good idea, Joe. At the end of the year, after the crowds go, they'll do all that stuff. And when you look at Nobody it, from even above, watch a Sinbad when it is crowded. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's true. No. But, I mean, when you look at it, there's only really two or three buildings in that area that look like they face, that that still have an old Lost Continent theming on it. So I'm not really sure. But whatever. It all can work out. Time will knock tell. Knock all down. Yeah, knock it. <laughs> they're, they're, going, they're going to have to plant a bunch of trees if they're going to keep it, like, in the same aspects of the movie, like they have with the other parts there's of the There's not enough when room you get for a bunch of trees. I don't know what they're gonna do. There's literally but no think room about there. those movies. <laughs> think about the movies though. Whenever you get, whenever they get off the thing at the Hogsmeade station, it's trees Everywhere. all around them. Yeah, I agree, but so, there's there's no room there. I mean, you could use painted on trees. You can have actual trees. You could have oh. half fake trees. There's a bunch of stuff <laughs> you could use. I mean, they you can, use they a lot can do f- painted on trees for the Hogwarts show building, and they haven't done that. So that's very true. I'm seriously worried they're not going to do it. They can read you that frog choir stage 10 million times. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate that's a, those bricks. They need to be perfect bricks. Perfect. Those aren't the bricks. It's just that big stone. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, they painted the it 50 times. God, that's, that's the most insane thing in the world. It's hilarious. Oh God. And it looks awful now. <laughs> like it doesn't look good. It looked better the first time that they did it. It's what it's what J.K. wanted. It's what J.K. wanted. Yeah, I know. It's but. what Alan Gilmore wanted. Apparently. Really? All right. Fake so, open bricks. That guy ever do? Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Got a loser. And we are moving on. <laughs> yes, let's move on. Uh, hey, right, people, ready for some Disney exactly. stuff? Go for it. Let's go for some Disney <laughs> stuff, shall we? Uh, let's let's talk about. Um, Wait, sorry. Time out. Yes. Before we get into this <laughs> Disney stuff, Disney, do us a favor. Give us something good to talk about. Yeah, Before we nice. get into this, another like bash fest with Disney. Disney, just 
please, like, give us something good to talk about. Something That's that doesn't involve we Starbucks. We would love to talk good about you on the podcast, but we just don't have anything to talk good about on the podcast. <laughs> so please, give that to us. We barely have anything to talk Continue. about. Continue. <laughs> no, I agree completely. Well, that right. too, but... So, we were uh, a week or two off, but Court of Angels finally closed down today or yesterday, and there's a, a wall blocking off. I've never been there, so Sean will probably talk about this, but there's a wall blocking off, I guess, this courtyard area they had in Disneyland and New Orleans Square, and apparently a lot of fans had a huge attachment to it, and it looked very pretty, and uh, you don't mess with New Orleans Square, people. Don't <laughs> mess with New Orleans. No. Yeah, it's a nice area. Um it stinks to lose it. I don't have the attachment that other people do, but like 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 that. What has been said on Twitter a lot? It's never good to take away a guest area for point oh 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 one percent of the people who use. Yeah, whereas you know, locking out the ninety nine point nine 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 percent. I agree. I mean, the, that's when, that's really only my only thing I have to say about it. My uh. I, I've been to Disneyland a few times, and uh, I've I've been in there maybe like two times, if that. Um, it's not a it's 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 kind of far away. I'm trying to find it on Google Maps and show it to you guys, but it's kind of hard to point out. Almost, it's this. You have to go past Pirates of the Caribbean. You have to go past Blue Bayou and just keep walking, and then all of a sudden, in the back, there's a little archway opening, and then there you see the pot of plants, the stairs, the whole nine yards. Um, so it's not even like it's front and center. It is still quite far away. Um, but what was nice about it was that it was this quiet, secluded area in a park full of parades and chaos and shows and characters and fast pass and all that stuff. It was an area where you could escape and, you know, it was it. And as uh, Foxy put on uh, Passport to Dreams, it's kind of like the thematic statement of the theme park and not just any theme park, but the theme park. So kind of losing it for this kind of sucks. And also, I, don't, I still don't understand why we couldn't have had it open and still have it as a seating area for the Club 33 guests, unless they're that exclusive and can't, you know, sit around normal people. Can't sit near the plebeians? Well, yeah, I can't, can't sit around the unwashed, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the bourgeoisie and all that stuff. The mysticism? Yes, mysticism. <laughs> All the words that fail me fantastically. Um, yeah, do you guys have any other thoughts on Court of Angels, all that stuff? No, it's just, it's unfortunate, and it's also unfortunate how some people attack other people for caring about it. Yeah. Um, we all have something we care about in these parks, otherwise we wouldn't be talking about them. Um, for me, it was Adventurous Club, for others it's Horizons. For some, it may be who wants to be a millionaire, play it. Who knows? But you lose <laughs> that spaces. Was a great attraction. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people grow attachments to things, and some of us don't understand them, and you know that's fine. But we're all allowed to like things, and it's it's um it's not nice to attack people for having an attachment to an area or having an opinion about something that you don't necessarily agree with. Um, we rib on. Epcot Explorer a lot about his love of Epcot, but it's all in good fun and he knows it. But we, I've seen some really nasty, oh, some some really <laughs> dirty 
some really just inappropriate things said on Twitter to, to certain people by certain people. And it's, it's unfortunate. And you need to remember what we're all here for. And we're just here to talk about theme parks. Um, not politics, not anything serious. We're talking about a place we like to go have fun and things we like to look at. So um, people just, you know, act appropriately on Twitter, whatever that means, you know, but, you know, treat people like you want to be treated, you know, the golden rule. Be excellent to each other, dudes. Yeah, be excellent to each other and don't take trolling too far when you just forget about what you're actually doing. Everybody Um, love everybody. To you, it might just be a staircase in a corner of a theme park to other people, something they like to look at every time they went. Or um, where they got their, that, or where they and, got their Christmas photos taken for so many years, or where they proposed, yeah. or you know, countless of other things. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, you just got to be nice to each other, and we we can have disagreements of opinion, and I can to completely disagree with everyone else's opinion on certain aspects. But when you when you move away from arguing about uh, the opinion or saying, hey, this is where I'm coming from my background and my experience and my opinions on theme design and you start attacking people based on their character based on how they do things on um whatever else it's it's completely wrong and it's disgusting and stop doing it guys grow up even that it just it makes it tiring to even like go on twitter when people yeah. are just being bitchy to each other I would there's there was something like I, I'm fine with disagreeing I disagree with a lot of people but it's just like oh the oh, personal attacks it's just it's tiring I've seen several uh, tirades from people, and I just, I just turn off Twitter, and then I just go to the gym and run, and I don't turn on Twitter until like maybe the next day sometimes. I'm just done with it. It's just tiring yeah. and sickening. And in this instance, it really just doesn't make any sense, some of these complaints I've seen. I mean, nobody no. really benefits from this closure, whereas in other aspects you can argue, maybe, okay, the Adventures Club closes for a reason. Arguably not, but... You can see maybe someday there's a point there. Five years and still don't see a reason. Yeah, you you close Horizons and you get a a ride, or you close Jaws and you get a beautiful land coming up. Where here, you're closing a pretty area that people have enjoyed for 50-plus years, and it's going to be a waiting area for rich people to eat at their stuffy restaurant. Um, It's becoming less exclusive. I mean, I, I can understand a lot of things people say or disagree about. This one is just not one of them. But I think we've we've no. said enough. <laughs> yeah, we've said enough. Yeah. Be nice to everyone. Everybody love everybody. Yeah. All that stuff. Be excellent. Be excellent, dudes. Cool. Uh, yeah, guys. Yeah. Nick, you've been oddly quiet. You're very smart. <laughs> no, yeah. he's watching the Falcons. Oh, that's Lord true. knows what's going on. Yeah, that's true, We're I guess. Losing. Kind of like when we got quiet watching the Indians game last time. Ugh, that was terrible let's not talk about that anymore anyway okay okay so <laughs> epcot everybody's favorite walt disney world park the best today, the disney parks blog announced that they're going there's going to be a frozen meet and greet and i guess some kind of exhibit inside the norway stave church have they announced that it's going to be Thoughts. in the church no yes oh no no my, not I don't think so. yeah my understanding was that the stave church well, it's a rumored location because it's a decent... It makes sense. That it, it's rumored. Well, the issue is that today they said it was locked, but a lot of times the Staves Church is locked for no apparent reason. But okay. um, they, they were going to... I know that they were clearing out some of the shops, 
for a meet and greet, and I thought the meet and greets were going there, but now people are quoting that the Stave Church is being removed. Um, I still don't know why they can't right. reconfigure the exit for Maelstrom and just put it in that goddamn uh, uh, movie theater that no one sits down and listens, watches anymore. Um, yeah, or back where that playground used to be. Exactly. I mean, there's a plenty of yeah. places, so I don't understand why they have to kind of find this one location and just remove it. It's like they have a Probably because it's missiles. prominent. Possibly, yeah, but it's also yeah. microscopic. I mean, it, my long term, my bedroom's larger think, than that. Long term theater it? makes the most sense. You're right, um, but where a short term gonna... thing, they can just stick everybody in the church. You know. But where are they going to put a line for that? Because I mean, you know, meeting greets get lines. There's the Maybe only way for it to go is this. I mean. The only place I can think of is behind the church, you know, where that seating area is for the uh, for the uh, bakery. The bakery. Which also I may add that if they get rid of school bread, I'm going to kill someone. Just throwing that school out there. School bread right sucks. Ah, well, you're, you're a local person. <laughs> <laughs> Your opinion. You have a bad opinion. I'm going to call you bad names on Twitter. <laughs> I, re- I don't where, get school bread. Well, where did the school bread rumor come from? Because I just – no, it's so it's I, I, I Joe, Joe I made, made it up. up. I, I was doing it as a preemptive oh. strike. There is no rumor okay. they're getting rid of school bread. I'm gonna put that there right now. It's more of a joke based on the fact that everyone freaks out and I like school bread and saying, Hey Disney, before you think about it, don't do it. There is no rumor. They're not closing it. Period. And a discussion. <laughs> uh speaking of the, the the Maelstrom shops, they were definitely all had stuff in them. They did? When I went through it last week. That's okay. the only ride I went on in Epcot, and I re- distinctly remember all the shops having stuff in them. You were sober enough to remember that part? <laughs> yeah, I was sober at that point. <laughs> I say that I lovingly. The, you weren't high on question. Layla as you walked through? I wasn't what? High on Layla as you walked through? No. The official scent of Norway? <laughs> Why do you have to walk through every one of those stores to get out of that area? So you'll buy I mean, things, lock, Nick. Come all on. The, you know I'm not paying $140 for a sweater made from sheep. Dude, are I'm, you going to pay $400 for a coat? It's like 400 Yeah, it's $400 well, for like the coats thing. they have. <laughs> In Central Florida. $140, $400. I can't afford either. It was all, if it was 140, I might think about it because those are damn good sweaters. But 400 dollars, come on now. I agree. <laughs> Ring the bell, Mike. Ring the bell. One percenter. There, there we go. Thank you. That, that was going lovely. <laughs> Very lovely. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they do it because they have exit ways, but they want you to go through all the shops. And I bet you they have all the people who support them and give them money and say, hey, I want to make sure everyone in Maelstrom gets to go through my shop, whether it be the perfume or the troll statues or the $400 sweaters. They probably just have an agreement like that. That's all right. At least you, you get to walk by more Norwegian girls on the way out. So yes. make up for it. Always a fine time. <laughs> Always a fine time. I agree. Anyway, <laughs> oh, that, I guess that kind of covers what we've planned topics. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything else pop on Twitter while we were discussing this the past 40 minutes or so? No. No? <laughs> Not really. Not really? Meh. Besides uh, sushi that has way too much uh, uh, toppings on it and how disgusting it is. 
What are you talking about? Never mind. I'm just <laughs> yeah. completely random. It's I just brought random, it up. Man. I was looking at the California Grill sushi, and they just decided what they decided to do is they just threw a bunch of like sauces and toppings on it, and it just looked. Got to make it worth that twenty nine dollars, man. Through sauces and toppings, yes, not through the actual you know fish ingredients that you buy it for. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, when I was at Mythos the other week, uh, Crushinator got a. Um, on Twitter, got a sushi appetizer, and it was eight dollars for probably more than you get for a California Grill twenty four dollar sushi. Yeah, I mean, and even good sushi <laughs> is still around eight to twelve dollars for depending on what you get. Yeah. If it's sashimi, or if it's sushi, and what kind of fish you get, but you know, twenty two dollars starting it for something without fish in it is ridiculous. But we've been over that discussion before. <laughs> um, there is actually one last topic I remember that we were going to bring up. Uh, did you guys want to talk about the uh, Forbidden Journey um, r- ride profile changes? Yeah. Sure. Um, can you explain? I was told. Yeah, can you explain I was this told to me? I had to. Yeah, could you explain this? Because I don't understand the differences, and it would be great to hear how it's different and all that stuff. And luckily it's a, t- a, a chance for all three of you to speak, and I can just shut up and listen. <clears throat> it's a lot better. Sorry. It's a, it's a lot better. <laughs> Um, Once again, kinda, Mike was right. Yeah, Mike was definitely right. It um, it's kind of more fluid, more smooth. It's not as jerky. I feel like that the the motion with the screen works a lot better now that you. I'm somebody who I can get motion sickness riding Dumbo, and um, I have really felt it before on Forbidden Journey, but um, it this last time I rode it, I rode it three times, um. It didn't bother me at all. It felt really smooth, a lot more. Um, it was like it was spinning more completely, and you could feel more more movement, especially in the Chamber of Secrets. It was like you were really going through that environment. I think even better, like interacting with like the the um, skeleton of the Basilisks and stuff like that as you went through. It was kind of moving with the skeleton, moving down and then up and then down, and then it kind of jumped back when you had the dark mark there, and then it. It just kind of it reacts more, I think, better with the environment, which saves you from getting that motion sickness. Sean, Mike, yeah, yeah, I'm someone who got the biggest motion sickness on. One of you guys want to (laughs) go, Nick? I feel like Mike, you go. I feel like we're really me and Mike are really delayed because, like, I started talking and then. A couple sentences yeah. in, Mike came in through my. I feel like we might be delayed, but um, all right, yeah, That's I got motion sickness on so. Forbidden Journey a lot, like not not real bad, but I felt queasy. It was the only ride, except for Body Wars, to ever actually do it to me. Um, and this time I rode it like three times in a row, and I didn't feel a bit of motion sickness. The screens are brighter; um, you can see everything there much more clearly. I think the I want to say the cars move a little bit less in the, the video screens than they used to, which I think helps with the motion sickness. Um, and yeah, the, the Chamber of Secrets, which I always thought was a good scene, is now like a great scene. The lighting is updated. You can see everything in there. You can see all the little details. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you go slower. Th- I, I, I don't know if you do, but I feel like you go slower through it, and it gives you time to like appreciate the, yeah, like Nick said, the Basilisk. Yep skeleton and the um the dark mark and stuff like that um that's all i gotta say mike i would definitely say that the chamber of secrets is the most noticeable change you can 
like everybody said before, you can see everything so much better, and you can actually tell where you are. Whereas before, I think maybe some people might have been lost on. Like you might see like a random snake skeleton, but now you can see the snake heads, and you can see everything. Now, when I was there, they would they just started tweaking the ride profile. So when I would when I rode through the domes and this when you would go into the projection domes, it wouldn't match up quite right. So you would see screen before you would see video. Hmm. I don't know if they've fixed that yet. Have they, yeah, it that, wasn't like that when we were there. Okay, well, well that's, they, that's good to hear. They were definitely still tweaking though, because Friday it it worked fine, and then when me and Jennifer got on Saturday. Um, like Hermione's mouth was off just a little bit from what the audio you were hearing. And you could definitely tell that something, can I put my finger on it, but something was different between that profile. And then whenever we wrote it on Sunday, it was like everything was synced backed up. And it was more like it was on Saturday, but all the audio and the video and everything was more in sync than what it was. So they're definitely still tweaking it, still working on it. Okay. I also wonder if a downtime could have done that, Nick. Yeah. I I, threw it off just like for a second or two. I don't know. They they had a ton of downtime too. I don't know what was going on, but um, every time I went to ride it, we got caught up in a downtime. And every time that we would ask, they'd say it was because of a wheelchair. And that they were. I know that they were supposed to have that little load platform for the wheelchair. I don't know if it was messed up or something, but they said that they were having to stop the ride, and then they had to cycle it all the way back through one complete time before they let people load after a wheelchair load. Oh, so I, I don't really know what was going on with it when we were down, but um. Something was up as far as that because I've never experienced that consistency of we're having to cycle through because of a wheelchair from team members like like we were this past time. So something was up with that. Hmm. Oh, and uh, thank you, Dana. That they're still tweaking things years later. And, uh, and a, a big a big thank you to Dana um, for allowing me, <laughs> Sean, and Jennifer to uh, basically cut 300 people in line. That was um, amazing. So nice. Big thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate express pass. Very nice. Well, we were in line and it went, went down. We had to go to the kitchen and, um, we got, we got out of line. We went out the castle tour back through the, to the line. We went and got our stuff out. About the time we got to the exit, they said it was up and running. And the girl at the door said, "My name's Dana. Go tell them to let you through." And we went. We went cut through the castle tour all the way straight to the front. We we were in what Dumbledore's office when we got out of line. Yeah. So we cut everybody from the Griffin from Gryffindor common room all the way through past the Sorting Hat straight up nice. to the front of the line. So it was it was um, really nice. <laughs> That's cool. Very very nice. Um, Cool. That's about it for all the topics we got tonight. Uh, any last shout-outs for you guys? Yeah. Um, my friend Chris, he got in a car accident a week ago, and he listens to all of our shows, and he really enjoys the podcast. So shout-out to Chris, and get better soon, buddy. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Anything else? Big shout-out to my friends Steve and Colleen, who got married yesterday. Thanks for the good, the good time. I, I'm sorry I drank all the Jameson. <laughs> Never be sorry about that. <laughs> I, I all I saw was a bunch of uh, really dark uh, Instagram photos. That's all I saw from your. They were Instagram. video. They, they were video. video? Oh, that's why. Not dark. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Well, whatever. They're all dark. Dark videos. Then let's put it that way. One was it? One was a video of the uh, Despicable Me like dancing song that they always play at the end of the, the ride, mm-hmm. and everybody going crazy during it. I forget what it's called. 
Nick, got anything else? Uh, good fight, good night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Just be be nice to everyone, okay, guys. Just don't don't hate on Twitter. Uh, you know, everybody love everybody. So, uh, <laughs> so for uh, Nick, Mike, Sean, and then finally for Joe, uh, this is Joe signing off. Uh, have a good night, and we'll see you next time. Peace.